Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then I said, welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of the DNVR Rapids podcast. It is a beautiful day for a drawing room. And who better than to hang out in the drawing room with the fellas, Super Yaya. And just to finish off, then I said hi. Hey. Yeah. Hey. How you guys doing? Great. Great. Good to be back. I haven't been in a show in like a week. I mean, you were on the show. Kind of. Post game. Kind of. It felt very like old school podcasty or radio where like the producer's a minor character <laughs> and jumps in and says stuff every now and then. You're you know? a minor character. Well, you're not normally. You're a co-host. <laughs> you're a minor character. Thank you. Um, wow. That's I'm what I've been waiting team. for. That escalated um, quickly. That guy who's concerned about this interaction over here is downtown Dwayne Brown. What's up, everybody? That's right. It's beautiful weather for... We're in, officially in fall now. The drive through uh, Denver today was just beautiful. Some positive Rapids things to talk about. Look. I mean, it's a good time. It's funny because this is another one where this is not a winner's lounge, right? They It was 2-2 last night. The, uh, both teams... Uh, coming back from a one-goal deficit, uh, Vancouver and Colorado. Um, rough start again, right? Set-piece goal 11 minutes in. Um, and then there's about 20 minutes where it was like, oh, this might this might be a Forster this game. might be the Fraser Rapids <laughs> again, right? This might be the dark days of the Rapids. And then about minute 35 to the end of the half, the Rapids had a lot of chances, right? They were finally finding some service into the box. Um, not as much as you would want to see Galvan and Cabral were the wings. Um, but really it was almost a top four in attack where Rubio would be alongside Navarro on the line. Yeah. Well, the, it so, was really a four, four, two kind of thing where yeah. the wingers were the wingers were, those, were like, yeah. Mid, yeah, back and they, forth. It was, it was either four, two, four or four, four, two, depending. Yeah. And, um, it was again, not enough, but it makes sense when, you struggled to to bring service to your lone striker up top. Just add another target in there, right? Like, say the ball's not perfect to Rubio, maybe some junk balls land at the feet of Navarro or something like yeah. that, right? So it made sense to see that happening. Um, you go into half, immediate change, right? Big change. Galvan Cabral off the wings. Yep. Harris on the right. Luis Diaz on the left. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start with you. Luis Diaz, who we said, this is a nothing signing. Don't worry about it. doesn't mean anything. What have you seen from him? Do you like it? Do you hate it? What's going on there? I'm pretty neutral with him still. I, okay. still, I, I think I need a, it's not enough of a sample size for me to actually have like an actual feeling about him yet. I think he's done good. Uh, but that's kind of how a lot of Rapids players start a lot of the time. They do pretty good, and then they just kind of tail off. Mm -hmm. They they never get that assist, that goal. They don't get the contrib uh, contributions that you need from a winger. So right now I'm pretty neutralized. Uh, it is trending in the positive way, and I like the speed that he brings, and I like the attention to detail that sometimes you see when he's trying to hit that corner edge, and I think that's what the Rapids are missing in that position. But again, how like I said, I think there's just a, there's something off there that I think he needs to work on a little bit more. And that's going to come down to coaching, pouring, and the development of how, who he can actually become going forward. I mean, last night was a great, great step in the in the, in that direction. Right? Correct. Like <laughs> burner speed on the left. Yep. And then an, another burst of speed when that defensive line catches up to him around the box, able to get ahead of that. Angles were a little tough on the shots, right? You'd probably yep. want him to pass those back or, you know at least put it down to the feet or high so they get some rebound chances. You know, it was basically just into the gut of the keeper. Um, but I thought he was, I thought he was, I thought he was entertaining. Ellie. I mean, he was yeah. better than the two wingers in the, in the first half and maybe didn't outplay Harris, but that's because Harris was also awesome last night. Yep. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what we were going to get from Diaz and I'm always skeptical 
spectacle of, you know, when another team is just happy to part ways with a player who was, you know, a, a part of a championship squad. Um, so I was just like, oh, no, is this a reclamation project again? Uh, but again, to echo what you guys have said, I mean, the speed was awesome. Uh, I think as has been unfortunate for the wingers all season is screwing up your own angles by waiting too long to do anything with the ball. But he did pull the trigger on a lot of shots, you know. It was right, Jonathan he, Lewis asked. Yeah, and I'm I am down <laughs> with taking shots. Totally. So even when they're off, if you get a bad rebound, you make something happen. Um, so I was I was very pleasantly surprised. Sure. Yeah. Um, you start the half with a goal, basically, right? Like everything you felt good about to the end of the half, maybe a little deflating to not level it going into the break. Yep. But you basically walk out of the break with a tie score, right? So cool. Whole second half, 1-1. One, one. You have all the momentum. You've had the momentum for 20 minutes where all the attacking is happening on your side. Um, keep going, keep going, keep going. Our guy, we've talked about him every episode since the coaching change, basically. Goal. Is it time to just, it's goal Bassett again? I don't want to curse him, so I just want to keep calling him. <laughs> Cool. I'm so afraid that these things work that way where it's just like you, you tail off when you get a cool nickname. That's true. But he's balling. And there's one thing about, and it, it comes back to the game. One thing I've really seen with Cole in this game specifically and that I've seen kind of build up a little bit more is that that midfield has become so comfortable in working in tight spaces and confident and they feel like they can actually get through when they're getting pressured by two, three guys. And that's something they had a, a big issue with, with Frazier and before even like Chris Little came on, that once they got pressured, they felt like they had to just get rid of the ball and they had to start chasing. And that's not how they play. Cole's a really technical player. He's a player that can get the passes through. And it felt like he was lacking confidence whenever he had the ball in his feet before. They, these past two games, I've seen him really embrace that role and be like, hey, there's nothing to lose. Let me try to make this extra pass. And it's been working great. And you really saw it with Ronan yesterday that they were both really trying to make that extra pass, keep possession, and then try to transition and counter really quickly. And I think that's been the main difference with him this game so far. Yeah, and, and he said post game, and we'll get more into it in the second segment, but uh, he's been able to play back farther, right? And, and, you know, he's allowed himself to be the last guy into the box, right? Be that be that connective piece when the ball kind of gets either stuck in the corners or is kind of hold up play. Cole comes in as that option and allows him to have that distribution, like you were saying, right. And, and be more impactful on the ball and off the ball. And I mean, man, I, I am saying it's Cole Bassett again. I understand your trepidation, but he's back. <laughs> he's back, baby. Um, you're up two one. You give up two set piece goals, one to start the game, one to end the game. One point at home. Ultimately, can't be happy with that. But again, we're at the point where the points don't really matter. So as long as you're not wooden spoon, well, as long I as you're not the, getting zero, you're, it's good. The point matters is, is that, you know, it does matter when we're, we're no longer in contention. I mean, we're in contention for very spoon, much, still but we're not sharing it with Toronto anymore. Like Toronto sure. owns that now. And that point also moved us out of, you know, what we've been watching with the points, the squad did own lowest points in club history. Now they don't own that anymore. They're tied with the 2001 squad. So another tie or a win Classic. finishing out. And I mean, it's it's still not a great season, but it's at least we're not breaking records in the it's way that the Rockies are. It's going the right way for well, sure. Yeah, it's you not have, going down. You have right. an Austin team coming in on Saturday that is far from their peak, right? For it's sure. not the Austin that you should be as scared of as you have been over the last year or two. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously they still have pieces, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, Drusy's still out there. Yeah, Drusy, the God. Um, <laughs> we're such, we're kind of Drusy fanboys on this we're pod. We love I want to say we're Drusy truthers, but that makes us Druthers. Truthers. Or Trucies. True. I like Trucies better. There we go. Um, <laughs> we'll talk, we can talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> overall, man, I think you got to be happy with it, right? Like, regardless of the result, which, I mean, are you going to give up two corner goals most games? No, right? Like, that's with kind Danny of like, Wilson out there, maybe. Well, we'll get into that in the offseason, I guess. But um, <laughs> he, got, 
He lost that one. He, uh, he lost two. Like, that second one was rough. It was tough. It that was first tough. Also, Bombi just kind of lost yeah. his coverage. And then, Dan, for whatever reason, Danny moved away from the ball, hit him in the chest, and it left the player wide open. Instead of moving towards <laughs> the ball, he's like, I don't want to touch this. Leave me alone. It was tough. It, it was, was tough. weird. It was a weird first goal for sure. Um, So, I don't know. I mean... You can you can see the mood improved, like from from like the press observation, right? Like just kind of you're not involved, but you see him, you see him leaving and the, the field, outsider, see him coming in, of, yeah. and <coughs> you know, and and that doesn't just mean the players. Like you see it when we're upstairs, like you know, we're like where all the marketing, and digital comms people are, um, even the the stat like security, uh, catering, like all like everyone is in a better mood. Yeah, right now than you have been. One because probably the axe already fell, right? So that you don't have the the worry of when is that coming. But also, the team is playing the best it's played all year. Of course, yeah. And I think a lot of that, and I will get more into it in the third segment because we're gonna talk a little bit more. But I'm starting to switch a little bit more on what Porig said. I am meeting them halfway a little bit more, and I'll get more in-depth in that in the third segment for sure. So a nice little teaser there if you guys want to stick to, Let's like, go. did Porig win Yaya over? Um, <laughs> but there's a thing that's really, um, you can see it with Chris Little. Chris Little's come in here, and he's used the players to, the, to their best, to what they're best at. You can see the... Maybe the Paraguay isn't so bad. Maybe the transition football he was wanting is better. But a lot of it also comes down to, hey, now I'm fighting for my job. If they are willing right. to fire the coach that brought me in, what guarantee is there for me to stick, stick around for next year? Right. And a lot of these players have options for next year, and they can just be like, I don't need you. Well, I'll say I think I think Porig and Little combined have really tipped their hand on on who we can expect to be here next year and, and who not to. And maybe that's that's more for next week's studio show than today's. Um, but definitely, I think you just look at the lineups, look who's in, look who's out, look who's getting minutes. Right? I will say there's a bunch of rotation. There has been a they're, lot. Of, but also they're playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday in a row. Yeah. But so there like, has to be rotation. You didn't see that much rotation with Port. Like, well, I think we're seeing different rotation, right? You're not kinda. seeing any of Sam. You're not seeing any of Johnny Lewis for some reason. Needing a goal to win. They put in Johnny Lewis as striker last night after taking out Rubio Navarro. Very strange. That's like the only minutes Little has given him. It's to me. It was to me the rotation comes weird when you when Gutman was such a centerpiece when he came in mm-hmm. that he hadn't taken a game off and then all of a sudden he bombed at the left back and you're right. like, well, yeah, that Keegan was, took the left back spot. Well, yeah, right yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, like and it's just really weird when you see that and you're like, oh, they're rotating. You saw Danny and Priso out there together. Yeah, Ronan finally took a game off too. Like it's the rotation to me feels like all right. Let's see what we have in these guys in this position. See what right. we can do here. It's more like is it going to be worth it for me to stick or stick him if he can be a versatile player? Right. Right, yeah, and it, it, it's more like, I mean, we there's finally not the stress too. of, you know, I think maybe maybe what we're seeing in retrospect now is Frazier was like, I can't rotate Ronan out. What yeah. is my mid? What's gonna happen to my midfield? Uh, you know, well, what happened was you got shut out in nine of ten league games, so you know, <laughs> maybe you should have rotated that midfield. Is a Ronan more. the problem? No, but <laughs> the point is, it's like when you have these little, you know, when you have these pacifier players for a coach. That you refuse to rotate, that guy's not going to be as effective if he never takes a game off. And the people that substitute or injury replace aren't going to be fresh. And so I think, I think Little has done a great job with that. And again, it's because the results, I mean, results matter. They were not happy with the result last night. None of them. But fans can be. And you see, you know, you see it in the chat. It's like results don't matter, but they're playing well. Um, can we talk about one player really quick? Uh, is it Bombi? No. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to get you guys like <laughs> where you guys are at with this player, uh, Kevin Cabral. Oh, <laughs> womp womp. That sucks. He's like over eleven hundred minutes without a with only two goals and no assists. Well, put it into a vacuum now. This last game, and the game before, where do you guys see Kevin? Not Kevin Trujillo, by the way. I love mm-hmm. you, but Kevin Shout Cabral. Out Kev. um, <laughs> look, Cabral to me, he shows the sauce when it doesn't matter, right? He does not use his speed to to really push for long balls and set up those dangerous chances in transition. I just, I don't, I see the same player that I saw under Frazier. I don't see the dog that he needs. I don't see the aggressiveness. I don't see skill at the right time, right? Okay. I don't see him making himself available. 
either all the way out to the wing or as that corner of the box can go back to the wing to the right back or left back or send it in and rotate around like he needs to be that connective sort of I mean he'll never be this player but like that Rashford piece right where he has the speed threat to get to the end line or cut it back across the box or pass it out and he has the skill set and he's just not doing it the mindset's not there to be he's just not that dog to be the connector i know exactly i mean either it's going to be a diagonal connector you're going to be a triangle connector when you go to the box and then you're back into the middle that makes sense and i just don't see it i am so confused on how to feel (laughs) (laughs) on how to feel about kevin cabral um i still believe he has the talent to be very good um i think he was kind of uh, cast aside in LA and then he was supposed to be brought here and, and, and to get more development and I don't think he got any development like I just don't think that we paid any attention to him either on the coaching side of things so you know he's, he's basically the same player that he was last season in LA uh, and there's been no development at least that's my opinion you know, I have nothing to base that on, you know, as far as evidence is concerned. Um, but I do think the talent is there. Uh, if we can bring in a coaching staff, I don't, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. So you can't, you know, I, yeah, I can't like, I, I, I think there's still opportunity there. Uh, if he has a bad year, if this goes down as like real crappy year for Kevin Cabral, but we get a coaching staff who's actually capable of developing a player like Cabral and then he has a, a, a really nice season next year, uh, then then we still win on that. So that I'm just confused because I don't know if it's going to happen or not. And I don't know how much of that, what percentage of that is on Cabral and what percentage of that is on the club itself for failing and to that's, develop. And that's kind of where I'm at as well. I saw a lot of things I did like yesterday from Cabral, especially when him and Bombi were on the same side. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I thought they had a better connection with him and, than him and Keegan. Um the one thing I will say about Cabral, it feels like he doesn't know when to pull the trigger. Yes. Sometimes he has that exact lane where he can put the cross into the box. And I think him playing as a winger is better than a striker because I think he has more of a mindset like of passing instead of trying to strike the ball for a, like a goal, which is what I prefer for him to do. The thing is that he just doesn't have the timing yet. And I think that's right. something that can be worked on. It's, I think he just needs to work on his timing and when to get rid of the ball because sometimes mm-hmm. he holds on too long. And I think we've seen that with a, pretty much all the wingers for the Rapids this year. Yeah. They all wait till they get to the goal line before they do anything with it. By then, it's it's out of bounds. Why not? Why not do what they've done with Cole, and move him back? I don't think he has a defensive chops. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, again, this is forwards against forwards, and this is on FBRF, but forward versus forward, he is in the ninety seventh percentile of tackles and the ninety ninth percentile of interceptions. Mm, interesting. And that's all speed, right? That is all just closing speed, right? Why not let him back almost to just like a true right or left midfielder? Yeah. Right? Build it out 4-4-2. Let Rubio Navarro hang out up top, which I think is working, right? And then then you can let Calvin and uh, Kevin. Calvin and Kevin. That's too close. uh, Blaze, right? Just let them get running starts because you have two up top pushing that line. And then you're not seeing Kevin do the dance along it, along with the forwards, right? Trying to cut at the right time to get yeah. to speed. Let him get the ball to speed and get to speed. That's kind. Of, and that's kind of what we saw yesterday, honestly. Yeah. Because the formation was a four-two-one-three, but at the end of the day, they started playing a four-four-two mm-hmm. when they're on their attack when they're on the attacking side. And that in the Ruby that was playing the ten moved up to a second striker, and they were trying to hit the back lines. And Ruby was dropping down, trying to receive it in space. Well, you saw with both wingers, with when all four wingers were out there, you saw the exact same thing. They were getting the ball not all the way by the box at the end, in the final third. They were getting it right before the final third at their feet. And that's when they were all the most dangerous. Yeah. And that's where I think Cabral could really work on his timing when to get rid of the ball. Because you're right. That's exactly where he should be playing. Because yeah. that's where he's been the most effective. Yeah. And I think that's where you got to, he has to improve now. I think now you put him in the right spot. Now I think he has to put in the next step because that's what you see with Cole. And I said this about Cole. Put him at the eight. 
And that's exactly where he's been playing. He's been playing. And he's that, been great. That six, eight. He became your Colin Acosta. You had to start making. Yep. I, I mentioned this three weeks ago. Big brain move. Who would have thought, you know? Whoa. Like, like I thought. Archive. Like, I mentioned this like, before Chris Soto came on. Like, put him as your eight. He's going to be your. Do the dirty work. And that's he's amazing. been great at the dirty work. Now, Ronan has to be improve his positioning. And, and it can yeah. be a true six. And, like, and now you're set for the next what three four years maybe if everything goes right and look the other you know you're saying like you can put him in a position to succeed because at least the numbers are telling us defensively he's fine getting in there he's fine sticking his feet in there right if he's in the 97th percentile of tackles among forwards that's you know what's good. problem the biggest problem with this defense this year is no one tackles this is the exactly. lowest yep. tackling team in major league soccer let him mix it up in there. Let him get that speed and disrupt the midfield, right? You have <coughs> playmakers. Now, they're not speed, but you have guys in Navarro, potentially, and Bless Rubio, <laughs> for sure, right, that can be the playmakers up top and not need speed. Let him let his speed wreck and change how that midfield is working in concert with Ronan and Bassett and maybe a Harris, Tavares, however you want to do that, Um I don't know. I, I, I'm not selling my Cabral stock. Like our friend Tommy Scoops, I'm not ready to fully give up on that. Um, Honestly, I kind of was until now. This last yesterday's game kind of sold me on him a little bit. Interesting. Because I thought he got into the right position, something that I hadn't seen him all year. Now I think he just needs to work on the mental part of when to get rid of the ball. Depending on how long he plays in this next game, if he doesn't score, he's going to be at one goal every 600 minutes. And I'm, oh, that's okay with me. Wingers aren't supposed to score that many goals. He has no assists. Okay, and that's the issue. <laughs> that's the problem. He has zero assists. So <laughs> I just you got to see something. If you're not scoring, you got to be assisting. And so Harris got one last night, and that's why you're seeing Harris play a lot more, yeah. right? Um, I th- and I'm just going to say this one more time. Go. I love that we turn Cole into Kellen Acosta instead of our honey Mukhtar Drusi. That's not who he is. Right. That's never who he was. Right. And that's why I enjoy him in this position because he has developed gorgeously. He has become the player that everybody expected him to be. And I'm just, I can't get over that, like how good he is at doing yeah. the dirty work. Yeah. He puts in the work. Like, and I love that from him. And I know we'll get more into it here coming are. up, but like, I just love that so much. Is that is that complaint officially over now that we never replaced Kellen Acosta? No, it's only been four <laughs> games. Again, no, and, and no, and the issue that the issue that they didn't no, replace. No, it's not. The issue, the issue is still that they never replaced him when it mattered. Well, the Kellen Acosta replacement is currently banned from soccer for mm-hmm. gambling. So, and, Ma- uh, and Mac never worked that. The Canadian Acosta and the Canadian Acosta no. was a big womp, womp. Um, <laughs> let's get into sort of the message from from Little uh, Cole and Bombi spoke last night after the game. Um, and sort of a new Cole Bassett theory I'm working on that I think you guys will dig. Um, but first, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Colorado Rapids. This weekend, it is Noche Latina. Dwayne, you and I talked about this on the last show. It was your birthday, so you weren't here. I love theme nights like this. I'm all for them. Usually means like a cool warm-up, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, the music instantly gets better. Um, yeah, white people are looking good. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Again, complete other jokes, guys. Don't we? Uh, <laughs> love John Mayer. <laughs> love John Mayer. Hey. I'm a Billy oh Joel guy. I love, I love so Grateful funny. Dead John Mayer. I think that's awesome. What a career move. Um, join the Colorado Rapids for Noche Latina on Saturday, September 30th at 7.30 p.m. as they take on Austin FC and celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Get to the stadium early for food trucks, music, and a special. Is it Calavera? Calavera, yeah. Calavera. Uh, that's too much. Uh, <laughs> Y'all yeah, doing too damn much. <laughs> Just call it a damn skull. <laughs> damn Hispanic skull. <laughs> oh, man, okay. And a special Calavera skull exhibit and live painting during the game. Have you ever seen that, like, at a concert? Yeah. Where a band or, like, an artist has, has a guy painting on the side and then... All of a sudden, I've been at set. kids' birthday parties, and they're usually on faces too. Concerts, weddings, live painting at a wedding. Yeah, I've never seen, seen that. that too, my, yeah. my f- 
Yeah, my friends Jen and Mike, uh, die, DMVR diehards. Whoa, shout uh, out Jen and Mike. Yeah, they had a live painter at their wedding. Ooh. It was pretty cool. That is that is really cool. Um, Paint the wedding dress. They painted like the <laughs> ceremony while, while um, it was happening. It was pretty cool. Podcast listeners, YouTube viewers, the DNVR, Rapids Faithful, the homies, you get $5 off tickets for this game and all other remaining Colorado Rapids home games this season. Head over to coloradorapids.com slash DNVR. To learn more and buy your tickets today, that is coloradorapids.com slash DNVR. Can I just say? No. You you're, and me. I feel like you're going to say it anyway. Dwayne jumped in. Well, yeah, of course. That's the benefit of hosting <laughs> you don't a have podcast. To ask, <laughs> I feel like you don't need to ask. You, Get into it. Yaya and I. And then Dwayne, you came in later, but we started the show the beginning of last season to. You know, we saw like one to three live viewers on those late night post games. Oh, for sure. Um, sometimes zero. Sometimes zero. We did it anyways. Shout out, mom. Had to go to school. And literally, <laughs> literally, now the Rapids have coloradorapids.com slash DNVR. It's just wild. In less than two years, where this has gone, I never thought it would happen. In four years, we'll own the Rapids. That's Watch right. <laughs> Merchel in. Um, <laughs> the age of just try things will officially let's begin. Let's try stuff. Hey, <laughs> crazier shits happen. Hip bomb um, a striker. <laughs> let's go. I do um, like the we light. Said let's that try last stuff. Night. I said that last night. I mean, he kind of said was a it winger, last night. A second winger, um, which is crazy. He was amazing. Okay, we are also brought to you. Pff, come on, I can't believe I even had to look. We know, we know. It's illegal pizza. And let me tell you. This is probably my favorite illegal pizza ad read we've ever done. Is it the weed one? It's the illegal pizza <laughs> queso pen. It is the weed one. <laughs> Stay true to the brand, baby. Available in select Denver area dispensaries from September 20th through October 31st. Illegal Pizza and Open are both old school Denver brands and have been connected for over 10 years. They finally got the opportunity to officially partner on this killer cartridge. It is killer. Let's just say that. There was some sampling, maybe. Product testing. I saw some people testing. For it science. Felt, it, it felt like consumption overload more than a Illegal testing. <laughs> <laughs> open, you pass the test, baby. Fantastic work. Uh, the original plan was to create an infused queso edible, which like danger zone. Think about how mindlessly you just consume queso. If that was medicated, it would be over. Bro, I'm going to be so fat. <laughs> There's still some science to figure out on that recipe, so this was the next best option. Hopefully, an infused queso is still in the works. Pairs well with real Illegal Pete's queso, can confirm. Customers who purchase one of the cartridges can bring the box into any Illegal Pete's location to redeem a free small chips and queso. What a deal. I mean, come on. Buy some pot, get some get free some chips and queso. That's like I was doing that anyways. I wasn't getting the free chips, and it and wasn't queso. free. We were just pretty, paying for I'm it. I'm pretty sure that's how it works in general. Like the, that's a yeah, it is the high, the yeah, high, maybe of highness. It's a, it's perfect. Uh, so go support the homies at Illegal Pizza and Open. You can get them at uh, select Denver area dispensaries wherever they sell open. Go check them out. Um, man, tip of the day, just do that. Here's my tip of the day. Pair the queso pen with Illegal Pete's queso. Not, don't care how you do it, but do so responsibly. Dip your pen into the queso, then smoke do it. Do so responsibly. Don't drive and smoke, kids. Don't operate heavy machinery. Uh, Sword don't, fights. Also, don't play people online high. You're going to get ruined in your Yeah, don't do that either. Not that either. Uh, Love you, Ricardo. Hey, our guy, Ricardo. Good to see you last night. Um. All right. Oh, do I have to do a tip? No, we already did our tip. Nah, you, can you, still don't sing do you don't have to do a tip. You don't have to do a tip today. God, you can smoke that. the pen Thank tip you. any day. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Theme song from both sides. This is amazing. Um, shout out to Illegal Pete's. Shout you out really to the had Rapids. a Ted Lasso look to you where you're just like. <laughs> uh, shout out to both of them. Thank you for presenting this episode of DMVR Rapids Podcast. Okay.
Look how much in a better mood we are when we're not late night yelling at the TV. Oh, I was so like mad. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Uh, back, back, my <laughs> scored two, three goals. <laughs> it's funny because it was like we've done a losers lounge and a drawing room in a row. Yeah, and it's a great mood. And all they've the time. been two of the best moods I've been in for a post game <laughs> in a long time. Remember, hurt people to hurt people, but goals cure the hurt people. That's true. That is uh, what my therapist says. So um, I can't afford one. Yeah, I, I lied. I don't have a therapist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that would get Dwayne just off the rails. Dwayne just, just starts rails. to laugh. It makes me laugh, and then it's over. Uh, no, okay, okay. Presser last night. Post game presser. A uh, little, and I felt like, and I, you know, I, I think all the questions made sense. But now looking back at it, um, you know, so, someone asked. Um, what was it? Uh, they asked Little, you know, are you happy with the results? How do you feel? You know, do you feel, are you satisfied with your time so far? Right. Kind of like setting him up to be like, oh, of course I'm playing with house money. This is great. And he's like, we gave up a one goal lead at home and, and draw it when we should have won. Right. Like he's not happy with it. He's not treating this as like, oh, look at me. I'm in charge for a little bit. Great. Um, I, I'm falling in love with Chris Little. He, <laughs> like, I'm not going to Man, maybe this is nothing, but maybe it's something. This never happened under Frazier. This never happened when I was covering college or preps, any sport after or either after he speaks or right before he speaks. He goes around and says hi and shakes the hand of every single person in that press room. I've never in my life encountered that. And he's just genuinely like one of the nicest, calm, low-level dudes that might just be a soccer genius. Okay, this is going to sound like I'm a dick, but did he spit out sparkling water during the press conference? <laughs> Good one. Uh, um, no, man, look, he, he he's taking this very seriously. We've seen improvement from guys, right? Like, we've seen... The Colossons, right? We're seeing Bombi play in these weird positions and being good at it. We're seeing Ronan be at good at defense in some aspect. We're seeing Harris out of nowhere, right? Rubio's kind of found his form again. Um, but no, it was. Um, I'm just impressed with him, you know. And Bombi was third. He came out and. This is his first post-game presser. You know, he answered extremely specifically in short, right? Which yeah. is like, takes a while to get the Cole, Keegan, you know, like, let me take what you asked me and talk for a minute or two so you can let me have some quotes. Said, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And he'll get there. He'll get yeah. there. But, um, you know, he was asked about, and Cole has spoken after every game so far, um, which has been really interesting. And we'll get into why in a sec. But Coles talked about leadership, leadership, leadership. So we asked whether it's the lack of vocal leaders when Pricey and, and Diego were hurt, um, you know, just vets not playing or not with the club anymore, people moving out, et cetera. Um, and so we asked Bombi about it. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Cole has been um, like getting people pre-training, talking to them about making sure they're ready to go, setting up like warm-ups at training. Like he's really taken and stepped into a true leadership role where we were talking about him talking about a leadership role. But now we're hearing, no, this is like from other players. He is stepped into this and owned it, which is not just, it's not lip service now, right? And so this leads into my theory. Is Cole Bassett going to be the new captain? of the Colorado Rapids next season. I love that theory. Is that what he is trying? Like Cole Spiracy. Does theory? he have a goal and he is <laughs> going for it? Goal, yes. Cole's goal. Cole's goal. Conspiracy theory. Yes. I actually, I think it is. And I think it's cool to see a Colorado kid take that C and uh, wear it with a little oh, pride. So cool. Um, little since own, you know, like, and I think it's, I think it's something that he's been aiming for before he left for fighting Nord before he went on that European loan spell. 
and I'm glad to see him come back and not just talk about it. Cause let's be honest, we all heard it. I want to go back to Premier League. I want to be the top. I want to help his team win. He didn't show it all last year. Comes in, and now he's showing what he can actually do. And aiming for that just feels like he should be rewarded for sticking it out all year, being a good troop, and also entering the media when nobody wanted to. He, yeah, he, I think he should be, and that's a great theory, Mitch. Thank you. And props to you, man. I think Thank you. I hadn't even thought about that. And I think having that C mean Colorado captain and Cole is going to be Whoa. amazing. And I think that's exactly what we need for. Well, I mean, talk year. about what, you know, and I think the biggest thing, and we talked about with what is the club's identity, right? Like, what is, what, what are the Rapids? You know, we've been kind of poking at Porig's idea of the, the identity of the team, you know, what all that is, like, all those buzzwords he said, but having the hometown kid who's been working his ass off to get better in the midst of a terrible season to own leadership and to throw that C on and do the dirty work and replace the set piece taker and to do all these things to me that kind of helps form that image right like that sure. helps define the team and help build a real culture do we know what that end result looks like well no because it's sports and things happen and things change and get dynamic but i think that's a great place to start if you're trying to fix repair build a culture within this club well i think with you know at the beginning of the year when cole when cole returned to the rapids he said all the right things, right? And we were pumped after that, you know, first um, media day presser. Uh, and then the season happened and it became just words, you know? It was like good things like, well, Cole said these things that he wants to do. Um, we all wanted that to happen. I think it was the hope for, you know, from all of us. Like, yes, that would be great. He said that he's the next leader and he's going to be doing this. And then it's just, you know, there were games at the beginning of the season where just kind of like, where's Cole? Like he's on the field for but where about is two he? Months, yeah. You know, and now when things have bottomed out, you know, when things get really bad, whether it's soccer or it's, it's life or it's, you know, the world, like events happen when things get bad, leaders step up. And you start to see who those people are and things for the Rapids. I mean, we've had a couple of nice things to watch for the last few games, but things are still bad. You know, like we've had a bad season and it really kind of bottomed out with, you know, Fraser leaving, um, the fans being down, C38 being down, us being down, players being down, um, everyone being down. And then you had this one figure stand up and say, I'm going to do all the pressers. I'm going to be there for the media. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to take accountability to those fans, to those supporters. Um, I'm also going to start bawling out and being a freaking man on the pitch and, you know, changing the direction of where this is going. Even we've seen him play in a different position now where he said at the beginning of the year, I'm the 10. Remember when he said that? Literally, quite like literally. He, he was very Aggressive. forceful about that. I could have told him no at that point. <laughs> and, and <laughs> he would have. And it's just, but he said all of these things at the beginning, and now you see him saying, like, actually, this is where I'm the leader, and this is where I can make the biggest contribution, and it's no longer words. It's action. And when you have those two things together, now you have the foundation, the keystone for leadership. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's a verb. And, it's and not, that's yeah. what we're seeing in Cole right now. So I think your theory is way stronger than just theory. I I, I think it's in action and it's happening for and, sure. And maybe it's not like Cole being like, man, I'm going to be captain. But I think it's the maturity and growth of a, of a professional player. Yeah. To see the void in leadership and to see. And it's not necessarily a void in leadership. And I think he's been pretty clear about that. It's a void in vocal leadership. Yeah. Right. There's a lot he and he has praised a lot of guys of the older vets that are kind of lead by example guys, right? Your Max Sue. It's kind of like the Acosta's, hierarchy like Keegan's. that you need there. You need someone who's not going to lead by example, but is gonna tell you to get in the right effing spot, right effing now. Mm -hmm. And fix your shit. And honestly, right? like, like Frazier wasn't that either. Frazier was like no? lead by example. Yeah. You need that in a team. You need that in every team. And I just wanted to my horn. Cole was one of my guys, and he's finally showing up for Damn me. Damn it. <laughs> I love it. I love that. No, I love Cole. Like again. We were all really high. I thought, 
I think my prediction was that he was going to be the leading goal scorer. Well, he is now. Yeah, he, with five As goals. of last night. Yeah. He's, no, he's, he's been like that for the last two games. Cause he, the next yeah. one is only two. He has four. Now he has uh, five. Well, he has five now. Yeah. yeah Speaking so. of the goals, in these four games under Little, right? And you can say whatever it is. The, the dark clouds have cleared. Uh, he's a genius and has put everybody in the right position. People are back healthy. Whatever you want to say. In these four goals... You scored as many goals as the team scored in the last 15 MLS games under Frazier. And a lot of that's just mentality, too, man. Sometimes you just need a change. And again, I, I know, but cra- no, damn. It's, it's good. It's <laughs> that really game good. Is, that 15th game is in May. Dude, that's... that's, <laughs> that's, that's in May. That's, again, Chris Little, dude, <laughs> all credit to you. And we'll get that into uh, again into the second segment more. But that's where I think... There's what I want to say. I think there's still one play- player being played out of position. Okay. And I think that's Galvan. Yes, correct. Put him at the 10. Let him be your shadow striker. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's horrible at getting the ball He's been into rough, the man. box. Get him there. And I think if you put him at the 10 with Cole playing that 8 and Ronan playing that 6-8, you're going to have a good team. And if that's who you're rolling with next year instead of Tavares, which I still think I like the I kick. like Tavares. I just don't think Tavares was the right kind of pickup that the team needed at this point unless... We'll Let's see what happens with Pricey. Yeah, but Let's again, see what happens with Pricey. Again, regardless, I still think right. this team is like heading in the right direction. And well, no, Sydney think, will be back next year. His loan is up in the summer. Oh, no. So I he will at least back. start. So not start, but he'll start the season. Yeah, no, again. So I, we'll see that. And I'm all for that. I'm cool with that. Uh, but I think it all depends on Pricey's health, Pricey's contract. Is he back? Because if not, I think you have to put him in at the six. But that's a whole episode we can do actually, in the yeah, offseason. Yeah, there's so much. <laughs> in, I think our third segment is actually going to become an episode, a full episode. Honestly. Yes, for sure. Because I have so many things to say in our third segment. So. Oh, boy. And we have to preview the game. But first, <laughs> have to talk about the homies at Broken T Golf Course. You know, when I'm, when I'm you know, when I'm struggling with merch sales or something or having a rough time at merch, Eric tells me, D-Line Co., you know, one of the guiding forces of this company, he goes, we're not a t-shirt company. We're a vibes company. And Broken Tea Golf Course it's a vibe. is a vibes course. They are a vibes company. They are. They get it. They just get it. They're right down there off of Santa Fe. Um, it's not hard to get to. You have an award-winning practice facility. You have a championship 18 hole, which is super fun. You know, they have a few ponds and water features you have to go over. Um, it's a tight technical course. Really fun. Um great with a group of just buddies having fun golfing or if you're very serious about it and have to be very serious on the golf Who's course serious about golf i mean serious golfers people who are good at golf because it's the only way to be, get paid it's to the only it. way to be good the only way to be good is to be serious about it unfortunately that's what sucks about golf but i love it take a chill pill i agree <laughs> Go um, play for fun. they also I'm have a nice little par golf. three you know if it's it's getting later you probably can't grab 18 after work but you can still grab three or grab a par three nine hole course right after work. Get you know, keep your game going before the end of the season. Um, you got a stocked pro shop with ton of sick gear. You have delicious restaurant. Glizzy's at the turn. We say it every time. They're important. Oh my god, Glizzy's at the turn. Our intern slash not intern any longer. Our social man Nick Youngin. Our golf tournament was on Friday. I saw the video. Of we this. gave him money. To go get <laughs> drinks and food. And I don't have my phone in my pocket or anything while I'm golfing. I'm not checking it. Because, yeah. you know, got to keep the form. He comes back with, because I didn't tell him what to put on it, a plain <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Would you have, hey, can you get me a hot dog? Sure, I'll make sure I bring it with nothing on it or anything on the side to add to it. That's the bad part. Not on it because you don't know if you're allergic, but the things on the, not on the side. I feel side like if someone bad. was allergic, that'd be like, hey, I'm get, hey, get me a hot dog. Don't fucking put ketchup don't on it or I'll die. No, I think peanut butter you- <laughs> on it. What are you allergic to that's going to go on a hot dog? Okay. Anyways, if you I, ever- I can't believe I'm defending Nick, but knowing Mitch, he was not golfing sober. He was too deep in queso. I was deep in the queso pen for <laughs> that, sure. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's a for sure, <laughs> sure, my guy. Queso doesn't make you forget allergies, so I'm just saying. All right, all right, all right. Nick, you're doing great, bud. Never Maybe. bring someone to play a hot dog ever again, though. That's that's Yeah, sick. that's rude. Um, 
You know where that shouldn't happen at Wyatt's because Glizzy's at the turn and they got you set up to actually put stuff on your hot dog. Um, you also have great teaching professionals if you need some lessons. Look, hey, golf's hard. Golf's hard. Very difficult sport. Trust me, I've never done if it. If you want to get better, trust me. <laughs> if you want to get better, use the professionals at Meta Golf at Broken Tea. Um, go to brokenteagolf.com to make tea times. Get the latest updates. Use code DNVR10 for 10% off 18 holes. Go for it. Um, okay. Okay. Here we go. Shady Rays. Last last ad read of the day, but certainly not the least ad read of the day. Shady Rays has been with us from the start. You wear your Shady Rays every day. It's true. You wear your Shady Rays every day. I am correct. I wear mine sometimes, but I have to be able to see. Um... I guess I could get prescription glasses from Shady Rays. I'm going to work on that. But look, Shady Rays, they're the best. They're the best. They truly are. Uh, you can take on the sun with gear built to last. They have you covered for the warm weather ahead. Well, cold weather ahead now. We need to change that copy. It's winter almost. They've got dope ski goggles. <laughs> Alyssa, <laughs> super producer Alyssa, not stoked about my our producer's winter breaking forecast. Our computer. I'm surprised it's still alive. <laughs> I'm surprised the feed hasn't been cut yet. Um, she said she's quitting. Uh, oh, no. Uh, look, take on the slopes, the sun, the snow glare with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. They are an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, a.k.a. the super yaya rule. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays' impact from building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location, Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, that's right, you, you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I was wondering <laughs> if anybody heard of that, but I did say that on purpose. Yeah. I was really wondering if anybody I, I kind of did one of those like confused dog head turns yeah. and I had to keep reading the ad reads. So. I, I saw that. <laughs> Ricardo was just saying like, yeah, you you wear your shady rays every day. I am correct. I am correct. Yes, you are. You are correct. Shady rays rules. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This segment is yours. You you brought it up to us pregame, right over right over yawn. Yawn. And don't know what that means. That's okay. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> I started sure just saying shit in different words. <laughs> I come from the land of not finishing words, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody not finish yonder. Oh, that's so the that's word. We are on the forefront are, of American linguistics here at the DNVR. We're Rebels living podcast. in the future, right? This we are also the forefront at DNVR Thursday. We, we are, the first are show. trend <laughs> setters, baby. Um, <laughs> but you said, and it's in the title of this episode, it's on the thumbnail, it says, is Chris Little... Making himself a real candidate for this job. The and floor is yours. I've been so hyped to talk about this. I've been thinking about this for two <laughs> weeks now. And it's because I really got into Brighton mm -hmm. and how they operate because they play a very similar way that Porig wants to play. And I want to see what they're trying to build and what's going on over there. And I really love their, not their tactics, the way they build their squad and everything they do because it's literally, they have a depth chart. For every role in their com in that football club. And I don't mean like, oh, the players. I mean, there's a depth chart for coaches, for social media people, for comms guys. They go 10 deep on every role that can be operated in that club. It's and a lot of overhead. Yeah, they no need to way. go a little deeper on that logo. And then, <laughs> Oh, you don't like the goals? 
That's terrible. Oh God. Let's anyway, back later. to Yaya. But this is the thing, and it's not it's, it, by by death chart. <laughs> and by death chart, I don't mean that they're actually like they have these people hired, but they know who can replace them and do the same exact. Sure. They find the right replacement at the right time, and that's how they do it by having a list ready. Because they know their coaches are gonna get poached, they they know their players are gonna get poached. They know everybody's gonna get poached from their from their team, so they go deep into analyzing every aspect of it. And I think Chris Little does that. I think if Chris Little's supposed to be on this depth chart, he should be the third or fourth pick on this depth chart. And I'm not saying he should be the number one guy, but I think him and Eric should be right up there. Eric Boucher. By the way, Probably congrats. Three and four. Oh, yeah. Co- congrats ML- to all the Rapids. MLS coach Next Pro Coach of the Year to and, Boucher. And Golden all- Boot Share, Remy Cabral. It's dope, man. Best yeah. 11? Best 11. You is got Ollie. Yosuke, Ollie, Remy. Remy and Yosuke. And then uh, Big three Beaudry is a finalist for <laughs> Goalkeeper of the Year, too. So, congratulations man, Rapids, to too. Way to go. And mm. after this weekend... Playoffs will be set, and we and then Crookham and company get to choose their opponent. And I think that is dope. So tight. All right, keep going. So okay, back to that. Back to that. I think, <laughs> and this is why I think Eric and Chris should be allowed. Of he course, should be in consideration, and not just like, oh, let's go in an interview. I think the way you build a team is by promoting instead of just going out and hiring. And I think that's how you should build a team. I really want an outside hire mostly because of the winning mentality kind of aspect coming in with new ideas. And that's sometimes what a team needs. But this Chris Little experiment in Trump head coach thing that he's doing has proven to me that maybe Porig was right. Maybe he was getting the right players and they were being put in the wrong positions. Maybe the way he wants to play is the way the Rapids should be playing. And I'll meet Porig halfway. And that's where I'll meet him. You're right on the way the Rapids should be playing. They've played better. You've brought in the right players. Way better. But this is Light where better. this is where the responsibility not just falls on you, but also falls on ownership. Because how Brighton has built their team, they're not a glamorous top six team that spends a bunch of money. They're not. They're actually one of the cheapest teams in the Premier League. And they keep oh, what's that like? Uh, well, I have no idea, right? <laughs> Neither does Mitch. No, Mitch Mitch is spoiled. <laughs> Anybody he wants. Uh, except for Holland and Mbappe for him. Um, <laughs> but, okay, at the end of the day. What, what the hell? I uh, meant the Rapids are cheap. I thought you were making a. <laughs> by, the way, I, by the way. I thought that was another pretentious no! man yeah, use statement. Come on, I would okay, never. But it, going back, what, what Bloom did invest in was facilities and development. Every player that comes in through that door has a development plan before he even signs his contract. They send him out to loan immediately. They know exactly what they want him to do, and they know exactly where they're going to put him without moving him around, seeing what he has or not. They know exactly what their players are and what they want him to do. And that's something that I think Porik and ownership and coaching staffs do not do often enough. And I think that's the biggest issue with the Rapids. The reason that Brighton can get so many top-end uh young players that want to come play for them is because they invested in the recruitment and they invested in their facilities. People want to go to top facilities and train. They want to go to a place that's going to take them to the next step. Moises Caicedo, Mitomo, all the, uh, McAllister, all these guys come in and they know exactly what they're going to do. They know exactly what their plan is to get to the next level. And the Rapids don't have that. When Cabral came in, it took for him forever to even see the pitch. If you're going to bring a guy like that in, you got to know exactly what you want him to do. Not moving to striker, winger, a 10, see what he's gonna, where he's going to play. And that's the biggest issue that's been plaguing front office and ownership. That they don't have a clear vision of what they from their players, but they have a clear vision of what they want from the team. And I won't give them that much. They know what they want this team to be, but they are, they're not invested into the details enough to get them to the next step. Development has been the biggest, Rapids' biggest issue. You haven't seen Ollie come back up. You haven't seen Cabral take that next step. You haven't seen Yappy score. You haven't seen Ollie break the first team yet. Prezlo had come in, and he was excited at first because he thought he was going to get minutes, and then he was relegated to the bench. That's all part of development because you don't have a clear plan for all these guys coming in. And that's the issue also with the coaching hire. When you bring these guys in, you don't have a clear vision of what's going to happen, and then if something goes wrong, you don't have the next guy to step up and take over. You need clear vision. You need 
you need to think five steps ahead instead of just thinking, how am I going to get through this one season? And it feels like the Rapids have lacked that in a very concrete way the last couple of years. Not that they're not trying, but it feels like they actually don't have a plan. They just know what they want to do. Well, you know, and I think there's something to to that Brighton connection and sort of that just English football mentality of, um, you know, like you see managers over, overseas and you see it here too, but I think the best managers you see in general are, are able to change, right? Like Frazier and managers like Frazier can be successful. I think Frazier will be successful again, but it's his way. Right. And I'm going to get these players to play this way. And I'm going to get these players to do this system because this system is what's going to win. Whereas a guy like Little is like, oh, well, Cole's playing a little too high up. He's not as comfortable. I can get him back, get him a little on the ball, maybe get him some set pieces, kind of open him up, get his confidence back. Boom. It works. Right. I need to get Harris on the outside. I need to get Bombi running in space. And then you do all these things and you're not playing the same system you were. Right. And that's okay because your players are now playing better because they're not, you're not doing the square peg round hole. Exactly. And I think that's a really good point. And I think if the trend line is still going up by the end of the season, he, Chris has put himself in that conversation. And uh, this all comes down to me that I think, and how I said, I'll meet Porik halfway. By the way, the bar's banging now. Come on down and have a drink. Uh, come, on, come have a drink on Mitch. Uh, Whoa! I'm broke. I'm not paying for that. Um, hey. But okay. Regardless, I think that's what needs to happen because there's not a clear vision of what you want each player to do. And I think that comes down to coaching, but it also does come down to to the front office not scouting the right players for the right coach. And that's where I want to say, like, Max took forever to get on the pitch. Cabral, too. These guys, you have to know exactly when you're going to buy them, the way they develop them. If you don't know what you want them to do, send them out on loan, get them minutes, and have them develop in another way. You spend money, that's fine. If it takes an extra year, that's okay. You need to have a pipeline anyways. So I'm okay if you bring in Sydney, but don't try to force him into minutes that he's not ready for. Develop him, buy him, send him on loan, and then see where he is. Totally. If Same thing with Navarro. If he's not working out, send him, have him work on exactly what you want him to do with a team that's going to get him there. So you say buy and then loan. That's the way... Why would you spend your valuable minutes and time on this if you don't have the resources? You I don't have, see them spending a club record to immediately send someone out. And I agree with that. Like, and that's the issue that right. Navarro that's, should that's be. The, like, that's the failure that that Yaya is talking about. Is well, sure, it works for guys. Having, having a vision for where you want the club to go. Like, I think the front office has a vision of where they want the club to be. Where they drop the ball is that the plan seems lacking. You know, we're missing out on the details and the plan for individual players. And that's what we keep. We, we keep going back to development. And without a strict developmental plan that is customized for each player's needs, we're just we're just throwing money and bringing out in reclamation projects. For no you know, reason. but if you're going to do that, then you have to be. Oh. Purposeful. I want this coach and tire to happen. So yeah, bad. like you have to I'm be so purposeful about that development. I can't live in this limbo. It's so and hard. I've yeah. actually changed my mind completely of what I want the Rapids to do and which coach and hire I want. You want Little? No, I want Boucher to come to the first team. I want Little to take over the second team, and then that your depth chart becomes there. I think that's the way you do it because you have to promote. I think Little's done a great job with the first team, but the reason is that I don't think Little has proven himself as a head coach enough yet. And I think he should be allowed to take over the second team and see what he can do. And then that's your succession plan. You have him there, and then you have Boucher. There. Then if Boucher doesn't work out, bring up Little. And then you just be, uh, you, man, you need I to have a succession plan at every single turn. I you mean, I think, I think what to. you're saying makes sense. I don't see Porig in what is for sure his last hire if it doesn't go well. Taking his big swing on the R2 coach. And I just again, don't see it happening. And again, I don't see it happening. This is what I want. It's sure. not what they should do and or it, what's going to happen. Well argued. Yeah. Well-reasoned. I think it's great. And I it, just don't see Borg doing that. I completely agree with you. Like, I know that I know that you're, like, right on this. Like, this is the thing. But at some point, you got to right. make a connection between your second team and your first team. you got to bring up these yeah. guys, and you got to put them into your first team. And that's why I think that Yaya should be pressed. Like, no. That's why I think. Right. Yaya, baby. Yaya, <laughs> that's, in. And that's why I think Let's Daniel Chacon next year is going to be your big midfield guy. 
I think Chacon's gonna come in because he followed <laughs> that plan. Whoa. And if you've seen his, if, that's crazy to if, just drop that in 59th minute of this podcast. If you've seen, but listen me out because I had to set it up. But Mob has rank him as five seven point five, almost a seven point nine, a seven point two. Dude is averaging a seven between a seven and, and a seven point eight. Something that you don't see with the Rapids very often, and that in Foot Mob. Correct. So you put him in there. He's playing in Costa Rica. They're, he's being developed to the place where the Rapids want him. Being played out there. He's getting first team minutes on a higher league that's not Rapids too, and he's doing great. Why is he not going to be your guy? He's coming back next season. I, man, I. I do research, people. I know, but you didn't tell us, so now I have to come up with a response <laughs> on the fly. I think it's a great idea. I hope it is. I mean, again, we can. I this is just there's a primer for one of the shows I want to do in the next couple of weeks, sure. and we'll really get into depth, and I'll give you guys all my notes, and we'll really all discuss it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's it. good. But this is, I just, Maybe I just, I'll give you all my notes. Yeah, what do you think about that. About well, that? my note is that you yell too much. <laughs> no, but I think I think if we, I I just wanted to throw this out there because it's so fresh on my mind that I wanted sure, to put sure, it sure. out there before I forget what it was. But I've been so upset. Wow, with the maybe system. if someone like joined us on the last two shows, he could have talked about it on the show. I thought about yeah. that last two weeks. Wow. I didn't yeah, this so last night, people. By the way, I got blacked out for my birthday hey, on look, Friday night. You guys. deserve I it. I had to get dragged it. out of the bar. Like I don't remember anything that night. <laughs> you deserve it. Okay, it was. I know we're running long, but uh, real quick. Um. Okay. You two. Austin coming to town this weekend. You can give me a quick little paragraph and your score prediction for this game. Oof, I'm not going first. Yeah, yeah, you're going first. Uh, three, one, Bassett Brace, and number a goal. Tight. Uh, I think the Rapids are just finally I, clicking. This team is clicking. Austin is not like we've seen before. Um, so... I'm going to say they get the clean sheet. I'm going to say 2 nothing. Goal Bassett. Rafael Nava goal. Opens the account. 2-0 win. Let's go. Um you know, I've 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 not felt confident in predicting a win for the rest of the season since Fraser left. I've said that many times. I think this might be the one where I'm predicting a win. Like I, I do think we're shaping up. We're in as we've been talking about the whole show with getting people in the right position. I'm gonna say three one rapids. Um goals from Diaz, I think is gonna find the target. Bassett, of course, because he's just gonna keep going. Um and I'm going to say Rubio again. There we go. Cool. Real quick, I'm going to change mine to 3-2. I think that defense is still not ready. <laughs> Dang. Crazy. I'm excited. But here's the thing. I, I'm excited. It could be a 2-0 loss, and I'm st- well, probably wouldn't be excited about it. 2-0. I am. I, <laughs> I would not, I would <laughs> not be excited <laughs> about that. If they have chances and they just can't put it in the back of the net, that's going to be fun. Look, this team is just leaps and bounds more fun than it was a month ago. So I'm in. There's only what three home games left. Correct. So, this is your t- this is your chance. You know, this is what we have to look for the rest of the season. See where some of these players are in new positions. Some of these guys, younger guys, getting minutes. Um, if you don't have tickets yet, it's a long off season, man. ColoradoRapids.com/dmvr. Boom, five bucks off tickets. Yeah. So that, that when you get a you know there's less risk to you financially. Five bucks off. Um, is there only two left? Just Austin and yeah. Or oh, is it because there's that week off. You're right. Yep. So yeah, yeah they don't play the 14th. Yeah, it's the RSL and is and, and RSL is the last one. That's it. Yeah. All you get is two Dang, games. Only two more. So, look, look. Uh, that's and this sad. might just be me, but like, it's the same thing. Like when the Broncos are bad and there's not people, there's only so many home games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's less than 20 home games for Pids. It's a long season and there's less than 20 home games. It's cr- like I can't imagine even with where the state of the club is right now, not showing up to these last two games because that's all you get. And then it's the off season and you don't have any footy in your life. Dude, I'm going to be in Thanksgiving and I'm going to be itching for the 
or soccer. I know. I, it happens every year. I'm like, I'm over this. I want to be, I want my Saturday back. <laughs> then here comes the first Saturday I'm off. I'm like, why am I just sitting on my couch? I know. Nothing? It sucks. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully the, the supporters show up, get loud. You got two Saturday games left against Austin and fake Salt Lake. Should be a good time. You also only got 30 seconds to drop a like. And if you don't drop it, That's you don't right. love us. All right. Just yeah. Yeah. Speed right plug us out. DNBR Rapids London School. That's like, I'm not doing that. DNBR underscore Rapids in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DNBR underscore Rapids on Twitter. Follow us there. <laughs> give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us a five-star review wherever you hear us. That really helps out. It help lets the higher-ups know uh, that we're doing good and people are actually uh, listening to us. Please share this video and any other of our content with anybody you know that might be pit curious. We'd really appreciate that. Follow us all on Twitter. We really appreciate that as well. Correct. Dwayne? Boom, boom, boom. That was it. Well, that was such good plugs and so fast. You're no, so it's fast. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Dwayne. Um, become a diehard member at thednvr.com. That gets you a free shirt or hat at sign up. Discounts in the locker, at the bar, on tickets to stuff, watch parties, um, um, party buses, all sorts of cool stuff. And you only get it if you're a diehard member for thednvr.com. More important than all of that and everything else we've said today, as always, baby, up the pits. pits.